0: From Geppetto Studios in Shrewsbury, Pennsylvania, welcome to the Cosmic Geppetto Podcast, where we talk about movies, comics, music, books, and whatever else we feel like. Please welcome your host. Did you see who his guest is this episode? How the hell does he get these people on the show? Brad Mendenhall.
1: Hey, everybody it's a sweet episode of the Cosmic Geppetto podcast as actress, singer, reality star Jessica Sugar Kuyper joins us to talk about her time on Gilmore Girls and Survivor. Joining Sugar is her daughter Punky Jean. She's the one making adorable squeaks in the background while we talk. But first, we wanted to give a shout out to our friends Kyle and Brady at Ghostbusters Minute. They released the final episode of the show and it was excellent as always. You can still subscribe and listen from episodes 1 to 100, which we recommend. The guys are already a few weeks into their new program, Jurassic Park Minute, and Brady has announced he is starting Goonies Minute soon. I'm not sure how they put out so much great content. I can barely get this thing out once a week. For the Cosmic Geppetto podcast, we're really excited. We have two very special guests with us. Jessica Sugar Kuiper, who you might know from Gilmore Girls, and uh, she was on two seasons in Survivor. And uh, Sugar, who do you have with you?
0: This is Punky Jean. This is my baby, my little girl. Oh my God.
1: That is an, a, be- that's a beautiful little baby. How, how old is Punky Jean?
0: She's turning a one year, November 17th.
1: That is a beautiful kid. Congratulations. Thank you. In the Mendenhall household, our favorite TV show is Gilmore Girls, the favorite <laughs> reality show is Survivor, and you tie those both in cuz you had a nice little 4 episode run on Gilmore Girls and you were on Survivor twice.
0: That's weird, isn't
1: it? It's uh, very excited to have you here. And I want us to just start off with, Gilmore Girls has gotten back in the news cuz they're doing a little bit of a, a reboot. They're going to have a four movie series that's going to be on Netflix.
0: I heard about it. I'm really excited. I wish that my character would be a part of that, but I don't think it's necessary. I have no idea what their storylines are.
1: Sort of the first thing I want to ask, your character on that, Shane, was a neat character. You were dating the character Jesse, played by, uh, was it Milo Ventimiglia?
0: Yeah, that was a good kick.
1: <laughs> a friend of ours that's actually been on the show was uh, an extra on one of his movies, and she was with Milo Ventimiglia, and she said, you don't realize... he on." When you see him on screen, he's a good looking guy. She says in person, she just couldn't. She developed quite a crush on him. She he says he really.
0: Bella. <laughs> I like his new show. Um, I can't remember.
1: This is us. This
0: is us. God, I cry like every episode.
1: Uh, it's, uh, I, I haven't had a chance to watch it. I think my, my wife and I are uh, reluctant to dive in because we know from everything we've heard, especially my wife, once we get in, we're never going to get out. Wait for the whole thing to come out so you can do it in a day. Exactly. It was a nice character that you had, Shane, because she was very different than anyone else who'd been on the show. She was, everyone else was sort of goofy and flighty and head in the clouds. And Shane, she was still bright, but she was sort of tough and grounded. Was was that how the character was written or did they sort of adjust the character? Because that seems to be something that comes off in your persona.
0: I'm probably, that's why I got the gig, I think. I knew she was supposed to be the antagonist and A Bad Girl. So Milo actually told me that he helped cast me
1: which is cool. Nice. That's real nice. It was a shame because it was a four episode run and you got to do some fun stuff and uh, you got to be. I to disappear. Yeah. You you got broken up with off screen and then never (laughs) showed up again. Was there ever talk (laughs) of you coming back?
0: No. I mean, I was like offered a certain amount of episodes and that's how it went. There was a few episodes in between. So I was just like throughout that season. There was no uh, promise for any other episode, although that would have been nice.
1: Most of your interaction was with the Jess character, so there wasn't a good... It wasn't like you were friends with the Lane character, so you could still show up being...
0: (laughs) It would be a chance run-in if they
1: ever saw me again. (laughs) Were you a fan of Gilmore Girls before you were on the show? I I don't want to say I'm not a fan, but I, I
0: didn't grow up with a young mom, and I missed that... I was already too old. I was in my it, 20s. It wasn't my bag.
1: <laughs> it was a weird show because it was on, what was it, the WB or the CW. So it, it wasn't like it was a show that was everywhere.
0: They have a lot of fans. A lot of people are watching it. It's just, it wasn't, it just was too family friendly for me. Because back then, I was just like a renegade kid on my own with no parents and nobody guiding me. So it was just like, I mean, I always wanted a family. But I thought... Until I decide to grow up, I'm gonna be this crazy. I mean, I don't know
1: <laughs> so the thing that made you a good fit for Shane was what kept you from being a fan of the show immediately. right
0: yeah, yeah <laughs> I have so much time now playing with the baby all day i like especially before she came, we were watching like as many shows like breaking bad stuff that we could, and now I could be watching that like. Gilmore Girls, but I still... It's it's up there. I could watch them all, all the seasons. I've never watched all the seasons.
1: Do you ever watch the episodes you were on?
0: Not anymore, but I watched them when they came out. <laughs> I have them for her to watch later. I have that season that I was on, on a box set for later on.
1: I've heard a lot of interviews with uh, cast members from the show, and what's interesting is they all speak very warmly of the experience, but they also... Talk about it being a challenging show because of how dense the dialogue was. It Was that your experience as well?
0: No, because the few chances of dialogue, I've made out with him a lot. So the few chances of dialogue I got, I was just happy to get. It wasn't like, I mean, when I did Weeds, Andy's, Andy had this monologue that was like two pages long. I'm glad nobody's ever given me a two page long monologue like that. <laughs> Everybody was like, wow, this guy is crazy. Like, everybody on set was like, this guy's so good. <laughs> like, that's why, that's why they can throw two pages of dialogue at him.
1: Other than, I mean, Gilmore Girls, I know that was a pretty high profile part for you. Is there another bit of acting before getting into the reality stuff? Was there another, um, something else you did that you were especially proud of or you thought was a, a big deal for you? You mentioned Weeds.
0: Not really that proud of Weeds. It was a gig. <laughs> but, um,. I mean, it was a show to be on. When I was 19, I was on a show called For Your Love, which was a Warner Brothers show. And now uh, you know, Holly Robbins and Pete and James Fisher, D.W. Moffat, and, like, D.D. Um, Piper. It's a lot of good people on it. It was a fun show. It was in front of a live studio audience, so that was, it was a sitcom. It was really awesome. I mean, that was the best time I ever had. Uh, the old folks sitting down for dinner. But a cozy, domestic, brain-dead, suburban snapshot. Amber, <laughs> I thought I felt a ray of sunshine. <laughs> Cute. I'm going out. Oh, really? And where do you think you're going on a school night? There's this married guy I hooked up with. We're going to have sex in his RV while his wife's at Lama's. But it was also oh. my first
1: gig, and Cindy Williams was my mom. Oh, uh, from Laverne and Shirley.
0: Yes. Yeah, so that was a really cool gig. That was my favorite. I mean, I appreciated it, but I was really young. I think I was too young to appreciate it.
1: When you're nineteen or so you think this is gonna happen all the time and not realize
0: I was never like a self submitting actor that sends out their things or like daily on the on the whatevers and I've always just been really, really lucky. Like like I was with William Morse then, I had a really good agent, but like I've been I was super lucky to get with them. Life's always like and I always knew I was gonna have a little girl. I always wanted a little girl. So I was so happy that I was, <laughs> because I would have been like, ah, oh, now I have to have another one immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so I've always just saw myself one little girl eventually. And I'm so grateful and like, happy that I super, I, le- I lucked out because I got to do a lot of fun stuff and like survivor that came to me. I was a recruit. I wasn't, didn't apply for that. So like, and I said no at first. So I'm glad I did it. Life's crazy.
1: You were a real interesting character because you were on a Survivor twice. The first time, you made it all the way to the end, and no one ever voted against you. And you got to the final three, and then no one voted for you in the final three. Am I remembering that right? Well, you
0: know, it's always a better jury. Nobody wants to, to really give it to the person that kind of, like, eliminated everybody. It usually turns out that way from the other seasons I've
1: seen. And my wife and I have watched plenty of survivors, and we always see it to the end, and there's always a group of people who are complaining, oh, you you lied to me, or you backstabbed me, or I thought you were... And it's like, you you know this is the show, right?
0: (laughs) That's the way you have to play to win that game. And I tried to do that as little as possible, but it's always the person that either rides the coattails, or it just seems like they didn't do everything. They got there, but they didn't do all the
1: dirty work. Yeah, let someone else do it. I enjoyed it, though. (laughs) It wasn't not fun. It seems like something where the fun of that is that you, the feeling of accomplishment after you completed it. Because I got to imagine it's got to stink being on that island and being there that long and the food stuff and the bugs and the rats.
0: Well, it's like the longer you're on, the harder it is to be voted off. So that's why the second, my second go round, I was like, oh, I'm first off. I kind of saw that coming because that was like a bunch of all stars, and they're all bloodthirsty and they're could play
1: with those guys. Well, I remember that was that was like a heroes versus villains, and, and you were a hero, right?
0: Right for one brief moment.
1: That must have been nice, Hey, They think I'm a good guy because yeah, I, I remember. I
0: am a good guy. I sometimes I may mean, not usually get booked as the bad girl, but that's because I have really blonde hair.
1: <laughs> and this
0: deep voice, I think it could sound sassy, but I'm no Courtney.
1: Well, no, but I'm it's just Courtney. <laughs> she does, <laughs> but I remember watching those heroes versus villains. You would see the people assigned to the villain group, and some people would be like, Oh, yeah, because they would be, sort of lean into it, but then other people's like, Wait a minute, I'm not a bad guy, and all of a sudden you see them questioning how others view them and how they view themselves.
0: <laughs> this is, I don't know if this goes on with what you're saying, but some people like, are the bad guys. So they're always bad. And so, you know, it's when the good guy does something bad or what you think is bad, you know, or out of their element, that's when they get all the grief. Like, really? I'm always a good guy. I got to do this to win, right?
1: So, right. And
0: I really, like, look at all the guys. They're totally bad the whole time. Like, <laughs> I guess because it's more of, like, a trick, but it's not a trick. I wasn't trying to trick anyone. No, it's it's a game. Like people, that's
1: life. You were on it twice. The first time you made it to the end, but you uh, you you didn't win. But the second time you got voted out first. Has there been ever talk, or is it still a possibility of you going back on again?
0: I never do that show again. I've already seen both sides of the rainbow. Why would I need to do it again? I don't even watch the show. I see things online, and I'm like, should I watch this this season? But I might I may go back and watch all of the seasons. Eventually, when I run out of television.
1: <laughs> what are you watching right now?
0: Well, we have a few shows. Black Mirror is back on, so uh, I save that to watch with my husband. I <laughs> watch whatever's new. I want to see if I like it or not. But um, We saw American Crime, the two seasons of American Crime. That's amazing. I really like Last Man on Earth, but it's too short. Right. 20 minutes. <laughs> like, uh.
1: It goes that the show goes by real quick. I know that should
0: all be together on that should be one of those season. Why did they make us wait for a week? That's twenty minutes. A lot
1: longer than the next piece of your life to talk about. Where especially because you're on Gilmore Girls, that show gets played a lot over and over, and you're always this high school <laughs> femme fatale vamp. You sort of almost get frozen in that, and but that's not really your life anymore. You're a mom now.
0: Yeah. I've been waiting for this for 37 years. Well, I was 36 when I was like, okay, I need a baby. <laughs> Time is running out. It was, it was a stipulation. I told my boyfriend, I was like, I'm moving to California. If you want to stay with me, you got to come with me now and give me a baby and then take care of us. And he said, yes. I don't know how that happened, but I feel really lucky.
1: You're sort sure of focused on being a mom right now. Is that right?
0: That is literally all I'm doing, making crafts for her birthday, her first birthday coming up.
1: It's such an important job, and it's, it's such a hard one to do. Uh, my wife and I, and we started having kids right around thirty six, thirty seven, as well. And we have a, we have three. We have a six year old, and we have four year old twins.
0: Wow, and you got twins!
1: We got twins. Ooh,
0: lucky! I love yes. twins. Yes,
1: they uh, they are wonderful. They present their own unique set of rewards and challenges. My wife is a, she's a stay at home mom too, and she does just such a great job. But she works hard. I work and I have a day job where I'm lucky enough that I can provide well for everyone. But when I get home, she uh, she looks pretty beat up. Yeah, you, you <laughs> just take them because uh, this is hard work.
0: Right. Uh, it's definitely harder for her. I mean, it has its moments where it's a little bit difficult, but it's just definitely different than my life used to be but like i'm just i watch her all day and every day she does something new that i'm like i can't believe what a big girl you are it's crazy i started crying the other day i was like you're already growing up too fast it's ridiculous i can't imagine what four kids would be like
1: they're they're great uh and then all these little things happen where finally the last twin finally got All the way done, completely potty trained, can sleep through the night, no diaper. I was like, we never have to buy another diaper again, which is so great. But then it's like, oh, we never, that's just another thing that never happens again. Everything's bittersweet with stuff like that.
0: Even diapers? It's
1: definitely 95% (laughs) great, but they're still a little, oh my gosh, it's just a sign that they're getting that much, they're getting older and growing up.
0: I'm really lucky that I get to stay home with her and watch this happen and, and not pay somebody else to raise her because... It's uh, it's all I've, literally all I've ever wanted. It's the best job on earth, and I'm super lucky.
1: Once things change around a little bit, and as uh, Punky Jean gets a little older, uh, I mean, do you have ideas of what you want to do getting back into the arts? Because you've done so much stuff—you've acted, you've, uh, you've done the reality stuff, and uh, you've even done some singing. Is there thoughts of at some point? maybe not even to the same degree that you're at, but trying to itch that creative itch again? Oh,
0: my God. Yeah, that's why I'm making crafts right now for her birthday. But after that, I'm going to be like, what do I do? I've been talking to my friends about this. This is hopefully in the spring going to join a theater group. But I'm slowly trying to get back into it. I would like to be acting again. I'd love to get back to where I was when I was younger and like working on sitcoms. Like, I love television, so... But right now, I would do anything. Tampon, commercial, anything. (laughs) I haven't really started getting back out there because I'm a little bit about body issues, but it's really only 15 pounds, so I really need to just work it off. It's hard because I'm still breastfeeding after a year. I'm going to be weaning her on like after a year, so that's going to be a nightmare.
1: My poor wife, when she had the twins, she got very sick after they were born. She had um, something called help syndrome, which is pretty rough on women who who give birth she delivered six weeks early had the help syndrome she was in the hospital for for a week and a half until she was able to get out and they had to put her on a diuretic because she built up so much she couldn't get rid of the water in her body so she ended up leaving the hospital but because of all that craziness she left there, like, weighing 105 pounds. She lost so much weight. Wow. And she's like, I'm the first woman to give birth and need to, like, <laughs> eat drink a couple milkshakes just to put weight right. on because it got so crazy. Oh, my crazy.
0: God. That sounds awful.
1: It, everyone's fine. It was uh, one of those things where it, it was terrible when it happened. Familiar with the, the condition preeclampsia? No. Preeclampsia, it happens pretty regularly to women who are about ready to give birth. If it gets really, really bad, it turns into what's called help syndrome, and it attacks the heart, liver, and kidneys. And my wife got it pretty bad. They actually had to put her in a medically induced coma for a short period of time. Oh, my God. Uh, It was pretty terrible, but again, once once they pulled her out of it and everything, it's sort of self-correcting as long as you can get through the worst of it. And she was fine, but uh, it was uh, pretty terrifying.
0: Having babies is scary enough. Like, that's just, I'm glad everybody's cool. Our birth was really easy. I had a, she was, it was a season, So I have a really cool scar Pretty easy. I'm sure the second one, that would probably be easy. But still, they just cut you right open again. Because if you've had it section
1: once... Yeah. They don't want to do it the uh, natural after you yeah. have a C C-section. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: kinda of sucks that I don't get to do it that way, but I mean everything happens for a reason, so I'm just happy she's healthy and uh now I feel even more appreciative now that I've heard your story.
1: It was challenging at the time, but everyone ended up health- healthy and happy, so that's all you can ask for, so you're blessed. It's uh it was been it's been pretty wonderful. Twins like I said, they're a lot of fun, but they do they do run you around a little bit.
0: I bet. Yeah, my yeah. job is so easy compared to what your wife does. <laughs> I still hand <laughs> her off to him when he gets home. <laughs> oh, sure.
1: Gosh, yeah. As beautiful as uh, Punky Jean is, I, w- I can imagine being ready to have more because that is a beautiful. She
0: makes incredible. it so easy. Thank you. She's very sweet and generous. She's like, get, she's always, she's already sharing. She's walking all around the house. She like. I mean, she's very easy, though. Like, she learned, she knows no and what she's not supposed to do. She still tries to do the things that she's not supposed to do. But she's a baby. She's working on it. <laughs> she's really smart. She's really bright. Like, I always wanted a girl band, and when I was in my early 20s, I had one. And then we played around Los Angeles, and we never even put out an EP. But we had, like, a, a monthly gig at one place downtown, and we played on Sunset. It was just for fun.
1: What was the name of the band? Sugar Spit.
0: <laughs> it was a pop-punk band. If you go on MySpace, you can actually hear a couple of, like, songs. They're really tongue-in-cheek and silly. That's the only place you're going to see that.
1: All right, so called Sugar Spit. Sugar
0: Spit, the band, if you're looking it up on MySpace. that's It's dead. I don't know how to get into that account. It's just floating around in the universe. Like you said, I, I am dying to get creative again. I'm doing it in little ways. I really want to help out my husband instead of... Him being the only one who's making money, I wanna like get back out there even commercially and like mm-hmm. book some gigs. If anybody wants a sampling that they've never seen me actually act and they just like, oh she's an actress that so wanted to be, you know, on Survivor or something, I didn't want to be on Survivor. I said no. And then they sent me six seasons to watch. And then my ex-husband I was living with at the time in New York was like, if you don't do this, you're crazy. I was like, uh, I guess I agree, because we were, like, really getting into that show. We laughed and cried and everything. So that's why I ended up doing it. I'm glad I did. But it kind of screwed up my my flow. I mean, at the time, I'd really given up on acting, because my dad just passed away. But I always intended to go back. And then this other thing happened, and I became, like, a reality person. To even have been on Weeds and you know, a couple shows after Survivor was like, I was like, oh, okay, maybe I can still do that. So, the thing about acting is you can do it until you're super old and just uh, right. you know, change. And I've changed a lot, and so hopefully that now I can play a mom, maybe <laughs> or a really good babysitter.
1: There you go. Well, yeah, you're right, that's the wonderful thing about. Doing acting is—you can do it at some level or another. You can stay involved. Clint Eastwood just put out directed uh, Sully that just came out. He's uh, into his eighties and he's still able to
0: act when he wants to
1: act.
0: (laughs) People who have already been big for—you know—like I just imagine they'll keep doing it until they die. People don't just move away and fall into
1: obscurity anymore. There's no need to because there's so many channels and so much content and there's a streaming service
0: and most of that's like the best tv too i would love to like obviously do that that's that would be the goal for now like working on her singing career oh yeah she's got some pipes yeah she likes to sing and she really likes to dance it's really fun we just have dance parties she's like dance is different to different music i'm very excited to be a mom now and like i really am excited to get back out there too but right now Ah, it's almost more, I need it for me, for myself, like spiritual, mental health, but also I would like to uh, put some commercials and make some money, because I like to buy her nice things.
1: Uh, people want to follow and keep them tra- track of what you're doing. Uh, you're on t- Twitter, am I right? Uh,
0: yeah. Oh, did I say IMDb is where you can go and see my reels? They're old, and there's no Survivor on it, and Twitter is at Sugar Instagram is that Sugar Kuiper, and Jessica Sugar Kuiper is my Facebook. But I don't really let people on there anymore. I'm not friends with any well, Trump supporters.
1: <laughs> right. Well, what I'm going to do is uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll put uh, when this, we put this episode out, we'll uh, include links to your IMDb and your Twitter and your Instagram, so people can uh, keep track of what you're doing and uh, follow up. And when it's when uh, when you start getting more involved they can uh, they can come out and support you or be sure to catch your advertisements or whatever show or whatever Netflix series uh, that is lucky enough to have you on
0: thank you that would be great give me some more followers
1: well we encourage everyone to do that yeah thank you so much Sugar we really appreciate you coming thanks on thanks
0: for having me I usually I'm just like I you know, I don't watch anymore so it's, I don't usually have anything to say but you said I wanted to talk about Gilmore Girls so I was like alright I like Gilmore Girls it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite show, but it's one of my favorite gigs.
1: You do get. Uh, do you get still get recognized as Shane every now and then? Yes,
0: a lot. Most of the time, it's crossover Survivor slash Girl Girl fans.
1: Very cool. Well, thank you so much, and thanks, Punky Jean. Uh, she was great. Thank and, uh, you.
0: She's trying. We're working on it. These stage Mama.
1: Just <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe. We'll see. Yeah, we'll no? see who books the commercials. <laughs>
1: Yeah, when it got looks like that, the 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 camera's gonna love her, right? Yeah, we
0: gotta wait for her little polka dot to fall off
1: her head. Oh, the cherry? Yeah, my daughter had that as well. Angel's
0: kiss actually it looks like a kiss mark right now. Because it's going away.
1: Yeah, my daughter had the exact same thing. It was more like towards her temple.
0: Yeah, well she might have to have things. We'll see.
1: Thank you guys so much. It was really nice talking Thank to you.
0: Thank you, Brad. <laughs>
1: That wraps this episode of the Cosmic Geppetto podcast. Big thanks to Sugar and Punky Gene. They were great and very generous with their time. We'll include a link to Sugar's IMDb page on CosmicGeppetto.com. Be sure to check out what she's up to next. You should also follow her on Twitter and Instagram at SugarKyper. Upcoming to the Cosmic Geppetto podcast, Jarf, Kyle, and Kathleen return to talk about Marvel's Netflix shows we each pick our defender's spirit animal. Till then, stay marvelous.
0: Subscribe to the Cosmic Geppetto podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. Rate and review us while you are there. Follow us on Twitter at Cosmic underscore Geppetto and we will follow you back. We would also love to hear your ideas for upcoming episodes, so email us at Cosmic at Comcast.net or visit our website, www.cosmicgeppetto.com. It's fun, you should visit. Tune in next time and see if Brad can get through a whole episode without having to f-ing censor someone.